Hi, I'm Carter. Hey, I'm Dylan. Welcome back to Not One Talks. And today we're going to be talking about Dragonborn, Lizardfolk, and Kobolds. And Dylan's going to start us off. All right, so we're going to start talking about Dragonborn first. So they're born from dragon eggs shaped by draconic gods or dragons, and they are faithful to dragons. So um, soldiers uh, who have no true calling or lost or... Yeah, it can be any of those, really. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the, the the first Dragonborn were really vibrant because they were closely connected to their uh, draconic ancestors, but uh, over the time, inbreeding made a more in uh, a more uniform appearance for the Dragonborn. Um, they're about six and a half feet tall, and they could weigh up to three hundred pounds or more. So that's a bit taller than a human, and definitely way much more way than a human. heavier. So kind of. It's basically if a dwarf, like the bulky dwarf, was basically six and a half feet tall. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a tall scale covered dwarf, really. <laughs> um, so they, they have claws and talons, and they actually have three fingers with a thumb. Uh, so yeah, I already said that. Uh, more vibrant things or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so the the clan is more to to the uh, dragonborn is more important than life itself. Uh, it's the closest bond that they have. Uh, so when they dishonor the clan, it will most likely bring exile, uh, to themselves. Um, they also value skills. So the mastery of a certain skill is their lifetime goal and they respect other races that share the same commitment. Um, however, when help is needed, they don't really look at these races that share the same goal. They only really turn to their clan, but, and if, their clan needs help. They'll look to other clans as well. They won't really intermingle with other races unless, like, something drastic is needed. Yeah. Um, so, an interesting thing is that they value the clan so much that they, they actually put the clan's name before their own personal name because uh, it's, like, the most important thing to them. Um, so let's get, go on to their stats. So, like, they, they get plus two to strength and plus one to charisma. Overall, that's a that's a pretty good bonus to uh, say something like uh, barbarian if you want to be intimidating because you get that extra charisma. Um, Maybe a paladin as well. Yeah, just charisma. Paladin as well. Charisma for spell casting, and then or if you want to be strength. a strength, a super buff sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they mature a bit faster than humans. They're adults by fifteen, but they live about as long as humans. Um. They they're mostly good. Uh, they tend towards the like they tend towards like extreme alignments. Um, so, is it is it also the same thing? I just have this quick question. Or is it the same thing with like normal dragons, where like the metallic dragons are good, colored or not good, or is it more of like yeah? Well, they they don't have uh, for the uh, uh, good neutral evil. I'm pretty sure there aren't any dragons that are like say true neutral. If I'm remembering correctly, I could be wrong. But mm. uh, the, the the first part of their alignment does vary a bit, but uh, the, the player's handbook says that uh, even then, Dragonborn don't really vary at all with their alignment. Or, I mean, they, they don't tend towards neutral with any part of their alignment. The other thing they get is a breath weapon, which is kind of related to their ancestry. So what a dragonborn do, does when you choose a dragonborn character is you choose an ancestry and that chooses like the color that you are. So like, and it also determines the type of breath weapon you have. So let's say you chose like a red dragonborn, they're going to have a 
they can shoot fire in a cone, or if you choose a black dragonborn, they can shoot acid in a 30-foot line. And so that kind of changes how, like, you're going to run, like, your, if you use your breath weapon. Yeah, it also kind of depends on uh, your backstory, uh, depending on what color dragon you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with that ancestry, you get a resistance to uh, whatever ancestry damage type you get with your breath weapon. So say you chose a red dragon, you would get resistance to fire damage. Right, so you can shoot fire and resist fire. Yeah. And because you have Draconic Ancestry, you get to speak Draconic. And I'm pretty sure, if unless I missed it, they don't actually get Dark Vision, which is a little strange. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would have expected it as such. Yeah, me too. Like It was kind of confusing when we were doing like a little bit of looking into. We couldn't, We were just going around and looking and saying... Oh, there's no dark vision on the page. It doesn't say anything about this. That is that a misprint? Is that a <laughs> yeah? It, it, it was just weird because like they they're part dragon, and I'm pretty sure dragon has true sight. Or dragons, so. I'm pretty sure. I think certain dragons have true sight. I'm not sure if they all do. Uh, at least the more powerful ones, so like yeah. red chromatic and gold or something. So overall. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the thing about Dragonborns is that I think we talked about this last uh, last time we talked, but um, the race that Carter almost always excludes or always does exclude is Dragonborn. He doesn't really let anyone play. Well, I, do, <laughs> I don't want people to play them because I feel like they're so... Okay, first of all, their lore is trash. They They're like structured from the dragons and they're born from dragon eggs like it doesn't really make any sense to me the player's handbook doesn't really go on about their background as much as other races i feel Uh, i feel like it's just they're kind of lacking in the lore department yeah (laughs) i mean i kind of like them a bit more than you do i i do agree that they're kind of like they're they are lacking in lore and i think they're also lacking in some of their other features but, like, Dragonborn was the first um, character I played. I played a Dragonborn Barbarian. And um, <clears throat> so that might be why I like them a bit more. But at the same time, I, I just think they're I think they're kind of cool. I mean, lore-wise, I don't think they're that good. Yeah. But, at the, like, I, I think it's cool playing one, just, like, a hulking, almost half-dragon. Just Yeah, the, the, the idea, well, like, like you just said, so, like, the whole idea is that they're, they are pretty cool, but... Why not just use half dragons? Because their lore makes sense. So because you have dragons that can shapeshift, they mate with whatever race, and then you get a half dragon. It just makes sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand... It's kind of similar to Kenku, how they were cursed, and that's why their race has so many of their traits. Like, they're, they're speechless. They can't... They don't have their own voice. Uh, and it's kind of similar with Dragonborn, but I don't know. It felt kind of low effort to me the race yeah I, I can see that yeah uh so overall i think their stats are really good the the plus two strength plus one charisma works with quite a bit of classes really yeah. well um i think like and like so yeah the stats themselves are pretty good but i think the other things they get aren't as good as other things i know that i think there's a feat where you can get dragonborn armor Wait, do, do they have natural AC, or do they... Mm, I, I didn't see that. They, they don't have natural AC, I don't think. Okay, I, I thought they had, but... 
Oh, maybe that's... I'm just confusing with something you, else. Yeah, I think you're th- thinking of the Draconic bloodline for Sorcerer. Oh, okay. Um, but I think that, like, in terms of other skills, they're like I said, they're lacking. So stats, really good. Plus two to strength, plus one charisma. I'll take that any day. But uh, the things you get in return aren't really that great, especially yeah. compared to, like, some of the other classes we'll talk about later today. And the... The breath weapon. Now thinking about it, kind of kind of sucks, because <laughs> uh, at lower levels you're doing two d six once every short or long rest. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know we were discussing this a bit. I say either. I mean, I say just give them a couple more uses of breath weapons because you're you're meant to be, if like go back to the red dragonborn, you're meant to be a fire breathing dragon. You don't really see a dragon that spits out minuscule amounts of damage fire yeah. and then it's like oh sorry guys i have to go take a nap and then i'll do that again yeah the, they they should either get i feel <laughs> more uses or just more damage yeah uh, I, I mean when you level up you do get more damage yeah the damage scales up eventually but like i think it was something like it, it goes up just by a couple d6 like at 16th level you're doing 5d6 that's that's trash i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, it, that's you, like just nothing. about as good as like a fireball yeah. About, and fireballs can do way more damage. But uh, I, I feel like the biggest problem that I have with Dragonborn is that uh, in D anD D, dragons are supposed to be this these super powerful beings, right? They're they have shit ton of health. They have like they do a, a bunch of damage. But then you have this Dragonborn that's supposed to have like close ties to a dragon, and they can be killed so easily at lower levels. It kind of like takes away from the power and like oomph that a dragon has in D and I feel. Yeah. I mean, but you could say the same thing about other races as well. Like if you wanted to play a full orc or like a half orc as well, it could be something along the lines of like, Oh, orcs are massive and like destroy stuff. But it's a, it, like at level one, most characters are squishy. Yeah. But like, you, you, like, it, I don't know. It's just like the whole idea because like dragons are supposed to be like really, really strong. But with orcs, of course, some orcs that you have, especially in Volos, get, like, challenge rating five or six if they're more, you know, powerful. But um, the with dragons, especially older dragons, you have such a huge jump to, like, 21 challenge rating. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I understand why you're seeing that. I, I just don't think that, like, limits the, the race as much as... I mean, to me, yeah. it doesn't limit as much as you limit it i guess so i think the the biggest improvement i have to this race we already talked about some but and i already mentioned this but just reskin them as half dragons it just makes more sense at at least for me to run it if people if somebody really wants to play dragonborn i'm not going to stop them or also i mean i i was getting confused with draconic uh bloodline earlier but there there's a feat i think it's in xanathar's or volos something like that specifically for dragonborn where they do get natural armor I think it's like dragon hide or something like that. Just give that to them at level one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're not, if you're going to do nothing, like if you're not going to give them dark vision, if you're not going to give them more uses of breath weapons or more damage, give them something give them else that. that like yeah. buffs them a bit because at the moment they're not like, I think it's cool. Like if in the role play aspect to play a dragonborn, but in terms of like skills wise, I'm not sure. Like yeah. if I'd want to play them very often. Overall, I, I just think they're kind of lacking. Yeah. They, so, yeah, they, they, they kind of feel like <coughs> big lizard 
dwarves to me because like when you look at the lore it's very similar like they have strong ties to their clan mm-hmm. and you know they they value their clan very much and i don't know it just kind of seems like a big lizardy dwarf to me yeah i mean so i know i know you hate them but <laughs> if you had to play one what class or race i mean no no what race what class would you be like how would you run them um, alignment maybe or well I'd probably stick with, like, Barbarian or Paladin, you know, because it, it, out of any of the, the other races, I feel like they fit that the best. Yeah. Especially <clears throat> with their breath weapon. Like, it's just super cool to have a Barbarian that can breathe a cone of fire. I, I think that's that, that's really cool. Like, the, I'm not saying that the, the characters themselves are, or the, the race itself is necessarily bad. It's, like, it's just the lore and it just seems lower effort. But yeah. I, I would probably be a... A paladin. Right. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, like being a paladin and probably like a red dragonborn almost, just being like, and being kind of playing into like the religious aspect of paladins more, being like, oh, holy fire and just unleashing yeah. hell onto enemies. That's really cool. All right, so lizard folk, uh, it's more of, they're kind of like crocodile, crocodiles. Yeah, they're, they're a bit, they're, one of the harder races to roleplay, I think, just because of a couple of their traits. Yeah, do you, do you want to talk about that? Because I, I don't know. Oh, much. okay. So they're actually... So I'll talk about like their basic stuff first. So they reach maturity around age 14, but they rarely live past the age of 60. Um, and that's, I think, because they might be more like battle-hardened, I guess. Like they, they're sort of similar to orcs, I think. Yeah, uh, kind, of, kind of like orcs where their actual lifespan is much longer than they live, but... Since they go into war so often, they die yeah. at, like, 30. I, I might be mistaken that as well. Yeah. Um, they're bulkier and taller than humans. I didn't get an exact measurement. But they also have frills as well that kind of make them seem even bigger. So yeah. they have, like, spines running down their back. Super cool. And um, the reason they're kind of harder to roleplay is because they're naturally neutral because they view the world as just predators and prey. They, they don't feel emotions the way normal creatures do. They more associate different not feelings but it's almost hard to describe they, they associate things with something else so if they're like if you like your stomach rumbles you're not like oh i'm hungry i guess we have to go do something it's like oh stomach rumble must hunt or yeah. that's a big there's a giant ogre barreling towards you it's like that will kill me i must I should leave. kill it or leave yeah <laughs> it's, it's very it is the, the mindset is a lot simpler so yeah. i feel you shouldn't play it completely stupid. I feel like it should be thinking very much based on instinct. Yeah, it's it's like that's what I I think I think the same thing as well. Like they're not stupid. They just they don't. I mean, emotions don't really intertwine with intelligence. They can be really smart. It's just that they don't experience the same things as other races do. They're not like, oh my, loved one died. I must mourn them. It's like no, I should you know, just keep surviving. Every, everything to them is about survival. It's more, they don't really make, it's the same thing. They don't really make friends. They're more along the lines of, oh, this person has, is very strong and wears like plate armor and stuff like that. I will survive longer if I stay near him. Yeah. And, and it makes it definitely harder for a backstory because usually characters have like a, an end all goal mm-hmm. to get to, which is a bit harder to write in for a lizard folk if they're basically just trying to survive there has to be something yeah you have to obviously add it adding your own flavor to any race but uh you have to especially add something a little extra for 
lizard folk if you want to play it. Um, it's also about their like tribes as well. <laughs> I keep bringing up this stuff, but um, like emotions as well. They live in tribes and like swampy areas and everything, but they don't live in tribes in order to like continue the species. They live in tribes because three lizard folk fighting a bear is better than one lizard folk fighting <laughs> a bear. So we should stick together. Yeah, it's it's very, like I said, it's like very direct thinking. Yeah. There's no extra steps involved with any other, like any other race. It's just, yeah, as it is. So now let's get on to some of their like stats, I guess. Um, so they can bite for a D six plus strength, and once per long or short rest, I think, um, they can gain temporary hit points from the amount of damage they do with the bite. It's that's called a uh, hungry jaws. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, they can hold their breath for 15 minutes, so I think that has to do with them living in the swamp and having to hunt prey and yeah. stalk their prey. Um, they have something really cool that I think, I haven't gotten to play, play a lizard folk yet, but I have some concept ideas. Um, something called cunning artition. So if your lizard folk has a knife, they can spend a short rest to skin and debone uh, like an animal, and they can make like a shield, a club, darts, javelins... And different like base, really basic weapons, or like a sh- like a shield, out of this animal, and be able to use it as if it was just like a normal everyday yeah. object. That's cool. And I see that they get natural armor of thirteen plus dex, and that, I feel like that could be pretty good for a class that doesn't get, you know, extra armor. Like say monk. I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm thinking or... more like squishy, like sorcerer or like wizard. Yeah, but but a uh, sorcerer can get. You know, Draconic, Draconic Bloodline, but... but if you want to be a wild magic, which is always really fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Or, like, yeah, probably wizards, unless, like, you want to use mage armor all the time. Yeah. I, I can't remember which school of magic that is, but... Yeah, it, like, I, I think if, if you want to play, like, a squishier character, you should, like, and not have to worry about, like, spending spell slots or, like, wasting your time gaining a proficiency or something like that in armor, you could just take Lizard Folk and say, yeah, I have decent armor class or better than I would. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that's, that's about it for Lizard Folk. There's not, like, too much. I mean, there's a bit more lore, probably, but the, mm-hmm. the whole idea is that they're very simple thinking and all that. So, if I were to play a Lizard Folk, hmm... I always love monks. I already talked about this. But um, I would actually probably play a lizard folk monk because you get that bite weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what would you play? Um, well, a character that I came up with before was like a lizard folk fighter. Mm-hmm. or And I was thinking of having him be more of a like... He's kind of like a lizard folk that's gone out into the world and used that cunning artisan. I really wanted to use that in a campaign. Yeah. And like gone on to, oh, I've realized that instead of needing a clan, I can make tools, sell it, and then survive longer because I have more money. Yeah. I actually just thought of something. So like you, you talked about how they have no emotions. So I was thinking that would actually be pretty... Um, like, in, in the view, viewpoint of another race that goes to war a, b- a bunch, that would probably be seen as pretty useful to have no emotion and be very direct thinking. Yeah, like, if you did something where you t- could take, like, a lizard folk tribe and say, I'll give you a bunch of meat or whatever if you go over and sack this human settlement, and then they'll be like, well, 
pros, we get meat, and then we get more, more pros, meat. we get more meat <laughs> because we can kill people. Yeah. Um, and, and I was thinking that, like, kind of in a use for uh, a game as a DM, uh, kind of say, I don't know, a group of elves or something or a weaker race like halflings i mean the halflings don't go to war all the time so that's a bad example so maybe like elves if they're not too uh skilled in combat would find lizard folk tribes and then kind of make a militia almost Mm -hmm. and then use them as kind of like their their power like their their punching power uh, I don't know. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just remember just really quickly back to what I said about being like no emotions and them eating people and stuff like that. They do view people like that. They do say like, oh, this person is dead. They're not like, we should mourn them. They're like, no, there is free meat. Yeah. But that could also run into like a thing that I would not want to play with. Like, don't make a character that says, oh no, my party member just died. Time for lunch. Yeah. It's more of like, they're, they're, like we said, they're not stupid. They, they're just more direct. And so they'll probably, they, although they don't understand emotion, they'll probably understand that if my entire party is grieving the loss of someone, if I just go tear into them and be like, yummy, yeah. you're probably not going to survive. <laughs> like, I, I feel like a, a good character arc, if you want to play a lizard folk, is like, you try really hard to learn what emotion is like. And you eventually kind of... You, you don't you still don't feel emotion but you kind of learn what to f- like feel in quotes in at certain points I, I feel like that that would be a pretty interesting thing kind of like uh, I robot or something you know the, the robot that learns how to feel emotion and has yeah. dreams and stuff uh, a, a similar character arc for lizard folk I think um, something you just reminded me of is uh, I think lizard folk are in Volos right yeah, there's a lot more information about them in the Volos. Um, they have some quirks. I think each race oh, yeah. Volos gets quirks. <laughs> and I think the Lizard Folk one, or one of the ones that I saw that I can remember, is one of the funniest things I have like ever had a, of a character. Mm-hmm. And it's that they've learned that in emotional situations that they don't understand, they can, they've learned how to laugh, except they don't know the right emotional situation to laugh. So anytime that emotion is felt by another party member, they will laugh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Like, oh no, her her favorite NPC just died. <laughs> and uh, I actually, I'd uh, probably imagine a lizard folk to like cackle very, very loudly because they, I don't know, they they wouldn't be they wouldn't know how to kind of control <laughs> the yeah. level. I'd more view it as more of like I don't know what a reptilian laugh would be, but like kind of like a velociraptor. Yeah. Like imagine a velociraptor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Imagine a velociraptor laughing and that's how I feel like that they would respond. Actually, I I remember uh, we we played, we were playing a campaign, just me and Dylan because we had nothing else to do. Uh, And I I can't remember why we, I had, uh, I was like playing the character at the same time. Uh, I don't know why we had us go to like the swamp area. But I, I, every time I described the lizard folk, they, they would kind of like call like a velociraptor for uh, more lizard folk to help them in the battle that they're in. Yeah, that campaign went to some dark places, especially yeah. with the lizard folk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's not mention that. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I can't really think of like a good, like, like I said, like don't, 
just be the, like completely unemotional. Like, yeah, they don't feel emotions, but don't be like, oh no, like I said, don't be like, oh no, the party member's cat died. Now it's yeah. time to eat. Like that, that's just that, that's. I feel like that's just group dynamics. Don't just don't do that. Just like try to learn. I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, that, like that, that's a good way to learn. Make your character. It's like that actually be a really good arc. I think you were talking about this a bit earlier, yeah. but like they've spent their lives like not feeling emotion and now they kind of want to learn how to. Yeah, because they're part of a group now. They yeah. kind of left their their tribe or clan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, also, I think it'd be a bit easier for a newer player to play a lizard folk because maybe they're not as good with role-playing or something and they're yeah. a bit monozone and that actually kind of that actually, Yeah, that helps. They don't have to speak out a lot because they're more just following along and not really needing to... Yeah, and, and once they learn how to roleplay a bit better and they get used to D&D, they can uh, kind of develop their character arc, and it yeah it makes sense. Like, it, it's a very good fit for a, a new player, I think. Yeah, so, so, like, we were talking about humans before as well. So humans, lizard folk, yeah. the, the two. <laughs> the blank slate and then something that allows for not-so-good roleplay at first. Yeah. Yeah. And on to my one, of my, one of my favorite races, the kobold. <laughs> Oh, my God, I love them so much. So uh, I'm just going to talk about the stats first and then kind of talk about what they what they are and what they do. So uh, you get minus two to strength and plus two to dex. You're not going to be playing a barbarian or a paladin unless you really, really want to, and it makes sense. But uh, you're most likely going to be playing, obviously, a more dex-based character, like, uh, I don't know, a rogue or a ranger, but we don't play ranger because they suck. Uh, but there are extensions that actually make them pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, def- definitely probably a rogue or a sorcerer if you really want. Yeah, or um, like a fighter or yeah. like just something dex-based. More. Yeah. It's, um, um, so they become adults at six years old, so they mature very quickly, but they can live to 120, but they rarely do so because they're obviously a weaker race and they're dominated by other races very easily. Um, they're super short. They're, they're very small. They're two to three feet tall. Uh, so if you need a smaller character, uh, that that's from the core rule books. Uh, definitely kobolds because there's obviously home homebrew races for like fairies and like yeah. little raccoon people. But yeah, I mean I I like kobolds a lot too. They're cool. they're really they're just really fun and interesting to role play. Yeah. Um, so they're also naturally evil. Um. But their, like, reliance on a group makes them tend towards law as well. So they're evil creatures, but because they live in these communities, um, they need to have... They can't be chaotic. They need to work with each other to survive, so they have to kind of come up with ways of living. Yeah. Um, Then you you have two abilities that you can use. Uh, (laughs) One of them is called uh, Grovel, Cower, and Beg, which you can cower prophetically. Uh, pathetically to distract foes and that gives your allies an advantage on attack rolls on enemies within 10 feet uh when you use that that can see you and that's once per short and long rest which is a pretty good ability when you think about it especially when you're uh fighting like a group of things you can just run in the middle cower and then run out (laughs) if you if you you use your uh, movement correctly so pretty good use of a or a pretty cool ability i think and it's very cute uh, <laughs> then you have a uh, pack tactic pack, pack tactics so if you're within five feet if your ally is within five feet of a creature that you're attacking you get advantage on the rolls uh the attack rolls and then you get 
sunlight sensitivity because they live in caves and then you can speak draconic. Yeah. So on to more their like lore, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they believe they were made by Tiamat from the blood of dragons. Um, and since they have the like reptilian dragon appearance, they believe it's draconic because I think you mentioned it doesn't explicitly say that they are draconic. Yeah, it, it does mention that uh, the, the sorcerers in clans may be from draconic blood, but uh, it doesn't exclusively say kobolds are from draconic blood. It says they believe they are. And when you think about it, their appearance is a lot more like lizard-like than closer to a, a dragon. Yeah. So you could play it, like the DM could play in their lore that they aren't actually from draconic blood. They just believe they are. And <laughs> they're just lizards. I mean, like you were talking about, like with the dragonborn, dragons are these all-powerful beings. And if they're this little tiny, like newt, basically, yeah. <laughs> you want to be like, I'm not a little tiny, uh, like weak thing. I am a powerful dragon. <laughs> and that, that does give them some courage, yeah. uh, which is needed for such a weak dude uh but uh they are very weak uh the 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 cool thing though is that since they believe that they're i mean it's not really cool but since they believe they're from draconic blood they uh whenever they find a dragon they're struck with awe from it because they believe it's an avatar from a deity like from tiamat or something <laughs> Um, so that makes them really good followers. They almost always like follow the yeah. dragon, right? They yeah, become... they, they they follow a dragon's orders no matter what. Like even if it's dangerous, they they always do what a dragon says. That'd be fun to run with a see if that applies to dragonborn as well. Hmm? That'd be fun to see if that applies to dragonborn as uh, well. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the, there's a story of like the god of kobolds, which is who's called Kurtulmak. It's hard to say. Uh, who hates all life except kobolds. And uh, kobolds often have uh, some sort of religious connotation with uh, this deity. Uh, they, uh, I can't remember the story, but some, some somebody chased him down a cave and then he's stuck in the cave for all eternity, the god of kobolds. Mm. Uh, it, I, I think he was chased down by a gnome. So all kobolds naturally despise gnomes. Yeah, it was like a gnome god chased the kobold god away and then like left him there so that's kind of what i think i read somewhere it's like they can't really connect with their god very yeah. well because he's like locked away in this deep cavern and so you they can't really they don't really have a connection to their god so they more have to re like rely on themselves to be able to do yeah. things and uh if they pray to this god it's hard for them uh, like you said it's hard to connect so it's hard for the god to uh answer their prayers mm -hmm. <laughs> which is i just love kobolds it's just like they're so pathetic and that's why they're so great um and in their society they um they all have specialized roles kind of similar to uh dragonborn but they they every every kobold has special a role to play because they know if they don't do their role the the clan may die so even the weak dumb kobolds will have some job like picking mushrooms yeah uh so it's, it's very oddly it's a very inclusive uh society and they don't have any gender roles so like you're you're just as likely to be say a warrior if you're a male or female if you're skilled enough if you're yeah, it's, it's like a meritocracy you're you're like 
promoted or not promoted, but like your skill, you're based, it's based on your skills. It's not based on like who you are. It's more like, can you swing a sword really well? Okay, cool. You're a fighter. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, uh, the, the other thing about their society is they don't raise their children. I was about to say, uh, that. They, 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 uh, put their eggs into a communal communal nest and all of the uh the baby hobos are raised together as like cousins mm-hmm. uh, not for very long because they become adults when they're six but yeah <laughs> but it's it's i think to like strengthen the community you don't really have a bond to a family it's your bond to your community yeah so it it makes them stronger together and i think that's something that we've been haven't really been saying it's like kobolds by themselves are really weak but like a group of kobolds can be really good yeah because they actually like they prefer to run away rather than fight and that might you might say like oh that means they're really weak but they set traps and that is what can kill your entire party they they may lure you in really easily because you know they cower they run away then all of a sudden you're being killed by like yeah razors and stuff so suddenly like the wall, the entrance you came in collapses, and then spiders come down from the ceiling. Poison darts get thrown out of the little hidey holes. Because what they do is they dig themselves into little holes that you can't reach into and can't really stab into. Yeah. But they can stab out of. Yeah. So and they have these really cramped corridors. So as you're walking through, you'll just get poked by kobolds on the other yeah. side of the little hidey holes. They're they're by no means stupid. Yeah. They 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 understand that they're weak and they have to rely on other tactics like traps or. Stealth or running away to in order to survive and in order to take down bigger like foes, and that that actually makes them like use their brain a little bit. So they actually become pretty smart. So uh, whereas orcs have this power to just demolish opponents by hitting them because they can take a bunch of hits, they can deal a bunch of hits. Kobolds actually have to really think, uh, which uh, they're just so cool. (laughs) (laughs) They're really cute. They're cool. They're everything each uh each talk we've done i mean we've only done two but the last one we talk about is always the one we like about them like the most so we love we love dwarves we yeah. love kobolds I, I already knew i was gonna love <laughs> kobolds and yeah it's just oh my god and they're just like a little bit more about them they're even though they have super sharp teeth, they're actually omnivores they eat mushrooms and other plants and stuff as well as eating uh other creatures and they other than lizard folk i know that lizard folk can pretty much eat anything they view anything as food mm-hmm. um kobolds actually avoid what they call talking meat or intelligent creatures because uh, they they almost feel bad a little bit and but the funny thing is if they have prisoners that feel like they're going to be eaten their meal preparations are very long and comedic so they, the prisoners could pr- probably escape as they're making the meal preparations. <laughs> That's written into Volos, which is really, really funny. So if they choose to eat you, they'll say like, oh, we're going to eat you. And then 10 hours later, they're like, okay, we're yeah. ready. And, the, and the, the ritual itself is actually very comedic. I don't, I don't know what they do. It doesn't really talk about it in the, the uh, Volos guide, but I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the cutest thing about kobolds is because of like how they live and what what they are how weak they are they actually just cannot get angry it's like impossible for them to get angry 
So that just adds on to don't play a kobold barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> Minus two strength, can't get angry. Yeah, so you can't rage. <laughs> so, be, I mean, if you could spin it somehow where you're a, dry, you're a barbarian that's lost the ability to rage, then I'd listen, but I'd probably slap you a couple times and ask what's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I were to play kobolds, I mean, I've played kobolds before. Uh, I played a kobold monk, which I've referenced before, uh, like with stilts and stuff. Uh. <laughs> and I've I've also played a, a kobold rogue. I remember. I actually played. Um, it was during a campaign that we played together. Yeah. Uh, my brother, I think, ran it. Mm-hmm. And it was I played a kobold fighter. You were the kobold rogue, and we, and we were kind of we were we were twins. I think. Yeah, twins. Except. For some reason, I was, like, much taller, you were much shorter, and we were, like, polar opposites of each other. I was, like, the good guy. It's like, okay, we should give coins to these people, and you were just... Like a thief. You were evil. No, you were evil. You were the worst. Was my alignment evil? I can't remember. It better have been, because I I might tell the story of what you did to the poor town's, the mayor's daughter. Right. So, (laughs) basically, it's this desert campaign, and there's not really many towns, and so we make it into this one town, and we decide to stay the night. And then we decide that we should go rob someone's house. But since we haven't been to this town, we don't know whose house is whose. And so we accidentally go into the mayor's house because it looks the biggest and that's probably where we'll get the most money. And we did something. I think we tore something or something fell and the mayor came out. Oh God, did I throw out the window? I'll get to that. (laughs) Um, And basically we get into a fight. We kill the mayor. Hide the mayor. And then... Carter's character decides that he wants to pretend to be the mayor. And through, like, just incredible roles. I think you had to roll a disadvantage or something because you're a two-foot-tall person wearing clothes the size of a six-foot-tall person. But the thing is, I put, like, my double proficiency onto charisma and deception and stuff. (laughs) So I was getting ridiculous, like, like ridiculous bonuses. (laughs) (laughs) And so we managed to convince people that he was the mayor and he had been the whole time. <laughs> but problem was we couldn't convince the daughter. She's the only one that, and it's this little girl. <laughs> and so basically, <coughs> sorry. Um, Carter's character throws her out the window because she refused. She's like, Oh, you're not my father. And so he throws her out the window, jumps <laughs> down and intimidates her into believing that she's just a street urchin. <laughs> So he gives this girl, like, split personality disorder because now she's like, I lived my entire life as the mayor's daughter, but my entire life has been as a street church. And so right after being thrown out a window yeah. and likely very hurt. Yes. That, but, that was but, a... but this is, like, when everybody started suspecting that I was not the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel... I, I think Riley was playing a, a character as well, like a blue dragonborn or something like that. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, a, a paladin. And he, he was the uh, the mayor's like bodyguard or something and he started suspecting me (laughs) that was a weird campaign that That was was very strange i got yeah i I remember i got a a really cool sword and started talking to me and that's where you left off yeah i remember because we went to um because i was the fighter with a bow because fighter as a ranger but um we've after we like were run out of the town i think we went to this big like abandoned barracks almost and yeah. we found all these magical weapons and stuff like that. And I think we ended it there. And I can't remember. Or uh, I think we we got out and the, the sword t- started talking to me to go to a certain area. 
And then we got to like a cobalt bar that was in like a little boulder or something. I can't, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I think it was a crashed meteorite or something. Like that. It, was, it was pretty it, cool. It was, there pretty was like cool. Yeah. It was like a big crater in the middle of everything, and there's this black like obsidian meteorite with holes all inside of it. And we walk inside, and it's this big cobalt bar. That's <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. And then we yeah we basically ended off walking into the desert in the direction that the sword was telling me to go, but I, I didn't tell anybody that it was talking to me, <laughs> and that's where it left off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, kobolds are just really fun to play. Yeah, I love kobolds so much. <laughs> Would you make any improvements to them? or? Uh, I don't think so, actually, because you have cool abilities. You have pack tactics and grovel, cower, and beg, which I, I think are really cool. It gives a bonus to like this kind of weak character. There's just a lot of advantage in being a kobold because you give your allies advantage, and you also have advantage if you're close to your allies. Yeah. And so we, it, it, it works into the lore as well. as like they need to be with their community because by themselves, they're just they're dead. They yeah. can't really do much. And I, I like how small they are. They can fit into anything. They're kind of like halflings, but lizards. Yeah. <laughs> and I think their lore is really funny if you kind of take that they're not actually from draconic bloodline, but they swear they are. Like they, 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 they go on and teach their, to the younglings like, Oh, we're we're proud to be a part of the draconic blood, but it's like the story that's passed on from like father to son to son to son to son. Yeah. All it's like we are we once were dragons and now we're not anymore. Yeah, for some reason like the damn gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Possibly my favorite race to play. Okay. Let it be known that Carter's favorite race is now included. Kobold, dwarves, um, halfling, halfling, um, drow, and tiefling, and tiefling. Yeah, it's my top five. But I'm, I'm going to say this for every time we talk about one of my favorite races. But I think kobolds on the top. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think dwarves are on the top. I, I definitely think kobolds are a bit more fun. Uh, not as well. That they're obviously an uncommon race, especially to play. Yeah. So they're a bit, a little bit more interesting than. Oh, just one more thing that I re- just remembered about kobolds is that I think there's like a statistics like one in two or like one in three cities in the entire world has a massive kobold den underneath it. Hmm. And so there are just like thousands of kobolds living underneath cities because that's the place where like they can get scraps and survive without and no one's going to be like, oh, kobolds are right under us. They're going to be like, oh, they're up in the mountains or they're like hiding in a cave somewhere or they're. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <coughs> all right, so let's just kind of go over the main points of our three races that we just went over. Right, so Dragonborn, good stats, not great extra abilities. Um, Carter does not like. Kind of just a ripoff of dwarves, in my opinion. I don't, I don't see that. I'm more, they're, they're a cool race to role play and play as, especially with their stats, but I think they need something else to give them that extra yeah. oomph to make them a better race in general. The the DM should probably rewrite their lore or at least kind of change how they work. Um, yeah, I, I put it in terms of like very fun to play, very not so good. Like very fun to role play as, very fun to like with dynam- yeah. party dynamics, stuff like that. Not so good in terms of like your actual abilities to do things. Yeah, and, and like... Maybe backstory. Of course, you can have really cool backstory uh, with the player's handbook uh, lore, but I think it's just cooler if you rewrite it. Yeah. 
or just reskin them as, as half dragons because they make more sense. <laughs> um, lizard folk basically just swamp velociraptors that don't know how to have emotions and are kind of fun to play. Yeah, uh, I, they're just kind of wait. No, they don't know what fun is. They they play. <laughs> they just play. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Uh, very good for beginner uh, players, I think. Yeah, uh, fits to a, a good range. Do they get bonuses to strength? Um, they get... I think they do. One moment. I think they do, but I'm not sure. Um, pretty, pretty good, like, all-round race, I think. Yeah. Uh, if they get a bonus to strength, obviously, you might want to be playing something that utilizes that, but you don't always have to. Yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always fun to play, like, races with classes that don't really make sense. Like, I remember seeing people were like, oh, yeah, I want to play a Goliath wizard. <laughs> so you're just this massive bulking person and you're like i cast dancing lights yeah um t- talking about like cool race <laughs> class combinations we want to play shroud uh we're, we're getting there i don't know if it'll actually happen i really want to uh i'm planning to dm but uh my my girlfriend will play and she chose and i looked this up the the least uh paired combination which is asimir druid like they, uh, they they took a poll on some website or they took information from places and they they figured out that it was the least likely to to play but uh when you add a backstory that makes sense it, it really fits so like for example uh my, my girlfriend wants to play an asimir that uh felt like she was not part of the family because asimir come out of nowhere you, you could have two humans give birth to an Asimir because celestic or celestial, not celestic, uh, celestial blood came out of nowhere. And uh, she felt like she didn't belong. So she wandered uh, out of her, her town for a really long time and she became one with nature and she got, she learned how to kind of manipulate it. So when, if you have like these really uncommon combinations, you want to have a, either a really cool background or a dumb background that makes sense. Yeah. I just looked it up. They actually don't get a strength increase. They have plus two con, plus one wisdom. Oh. oh so they, could, they can make pretty good uh, druids then. Yeah, they can make... I mean, plus plus two con is pretty good for, I think, any yeah, class. I don't think anything... Does anything else get that? Uh, orc might? I think orc gets plus two... Plus two shrink, plus two con, and then minus, minus two, two intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Um... But yeah, so so Lizardfolk can be really cool for any race if you want to play something weird like a Lizardfolk wizard if you really want to. Yeah. And then kobolds are kind of just little tiny, possibly dragon people that can't really fight, but together they're stronger. And like thinking in, in terms of like a whole campaign, I just love the idea of a campaign ending with some grand action from a kobold. It's just like so, so funny to think about, but so great. Yeah, I just love kobolds so much. So, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, um, thank pretty you. good length. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we have a Twitter now, actually. Um, so we're twitter.com slash nat one talks, and yeah. Uh, so just thank remember. you guys for listening, and yeah. always remember, don't, don't be a murder, murder hobo. hobo.